When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, welcome to The Tent. I'm your host, Scott Bellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. In fact, today it's from a, a really slightly different perspective. Um, it's no secret that my I come from the reef aquarium world, and coral is something that uh, I do play with or have played with over the years for many years, actually, um, until I really dedicated most of my time to tan, and I hadn't done a, a saltwater tank of any consequence uh and it, uh, you know the, it's starting to the itches back as a hobbyist to play around with the, uh, a reef tank or at least a coral tank and maybe embrace some slightly different um, aspects of the reef or reef aquarium world or coral world than I did when I was in the game as a hobbyist a few years back and as I do this I started realizing a lot of you are also asking me about reef related stuff and some of you are interested in setting up reefs some of you have little reef tanks or saltwater tanks or whatever and um a lot of you are relatively new to the idea or you have some familiarity, but just a little bit concerned about stuff. And as you navigate the kind of muddy waters of the whole new reef to new to reef aquarium thing, uh, you're probably bombarded by a lot of different messages about equipment and stuff and things, things, what you need, what you don't need, what you should do, what you shouldn't do. It's a really noisy world, a little different than our freshwater world. So here I come adding to the noise for the purpose of giving you my two cents worth on a few things. Now, look, you've listened to me this much, this far. So you're kind of, let's say you're, you're thinking of setting up a, a reef tank. You're maybe your first reef tank and you're really getting ready to pull the trigger. And now's the time to open up the wallet, right? And the good news is that you probably just saw a, you know, a forum post with some guy who runs his tank with out all the expensive gadgets, you know, all the, the skimmers and stuff like that and i mean his tank's just killing it you totally want to run your tank like this guy does a diy guy whatever once again you need to separate reality from well <laughs> reality with all of the crucial data okay so this guy runs a 60 gallon mixed reef tank without a protein skimmer has 65 different corals and fishes in there and his tank is you know tank of the week on some forum somewhere it looks amazing. It's a blaze of color and frags and all that stuff. And he never used a protein skimmer. He never used, you know, expensive lighting or whatever. Somehow, you know, it's cool. A tank powered largely by Mother Nature with a little intervention from the hobbyist. And it seems great. And I think it's cool to keep things somewhat simple sometimes. However, what happens is people say, you know, well, think of all the money I can save by not purchasing an expensive skimmer or that real high-end pump or whatever. And look, the, the whole point of going into a hobby is not to try to do it on the cheap. I know we've had this discussion before about the hobby is expensive, and I think that's really important to think about. I mean, not so fast to conclude that it has to be expensive, but it shouldn't be done on the cheap with makeshift cobbled together gear or whatever. There's always a catch, right? I mean, sure, you can run a reef tank without a skimmer. You can run a reef tank without, you know, a, a big sump or whatever. However, you have to compensate for things. For example, not having a skimmer. 
what do you think the first line of defense is for water quality when you don't have a skimmer? Well, other nutrient control and export mechanisms, mainly water exchanges, perhaps regular use of chemical filtration media, maybe even a refugium, whatever. Definitely stepped up husbandry and more water exchanges. There's trade-offs. So you could do things on the cheap, use subpar... I hate to say subpar, but equipment that may be slightly undersized for your system, or maybe it's not the top of the line stuff or whatever, but there's compensations that you have to do. I mean, even with a protein skimmer in place, you still have to make the effort to conduct water exchanges and incorporate other methods of nutrient control into your aquarium's husbandry routine. There's just no escaping it. Your reef resides in a glass or acrylic box, and it requires inputs from the outside. In other words, that's you. (laughs) So it's simply not reality to think that there's, you know, you know, stocking a reef tank, maybe performing an occasional water change, and that's the whole game. The, the filter or the bacteria will do the rest. You've heard that stuff before. Now, yes, I'm a big believer in biology, particularly in our freshwater tanks, as we know. Uh, reef tank, I also believe in biology, but th- there's a slightly different approach there. As unrealistic as the marketing copy that you read that promises no more water exchanges or whatever, if you use a certain piece of gear or add this liquid to your reef, there's always two sides to every coin. And we're just using the protein skimmer as one example here, but there's many different applicable items and practices. I've always adopted the approach of equipping my reef tanks with gear that I feel provides benefits and becomes part of a multi-pronged approach to maintaining the system. In other words, a sort of a holistic type of approach. The right size tank, the correct sump or filter, uh, protein skimmer, basic chemical filtration media, calcium reactor, multi-part dosing regimen, whatever you're into, if it's required. In other words, equipping your tank and managing it in a way that provides layers of benefits, protection, and some redundancies, but equipping it properly. Now, again, you don't have to go crazy with this. And actually, I I really just recently heard a a really fantastic um, podcast with uh, my friend Jake Adams and with Mark Manderwall on uh, Reef Therapy, which is a podcast you definitely should subscribe to. And you know, they're talking about how people tend to overly com- make things overly complex. I could not agree more. I've had this discussion with Jake many times. We tend to be a little too, you know, we compensate too much by, you know, having every single gadget and kind of wondering why. And the reality is it's about the art and science, more about keeping the animals alive than necessarily all the gadgets. I get it. Some people like to play with the gadgets, but it's about practice and, you know, a- approaches. So, Again, you take away a critical piece of, I don't know, nutrient export equipment, like a protein skimmer, you have to step it up somewhere else. It's kind of like the table at your favorite restaurant that wobbles, right? You know, it'll keep wobbling until the server comes and puts something under the short leg to compensate. You know, in a reef setting, this analogy, although a bit unorthodox, is perfect, right? Everything's dependent upon everything else, and you need to compensate in your equipment and your technique if something's lacking. So, yeah, the skimmerless tank, totally possible. You can run well. Because the owner does other things to compensate for not having a skimmer. It's that binary. It's not just he's lucky or whatever. Maybe some people are lucky, but that's not really it. It's if you're excluding some basic piece of the puzzle, then you're obviously having to make it up somewhere else if you're going to be successful. There's always someone who seems to be doing things contrary to what's considered best practices for reef keeping. And I, I commend that. I like pushing the envelope and I like questioning the status quo. I think it's cool. However, you need to be able to ascertain if equipping or managing your reef some alternative way makes sense for you and if you are willing to compensate. Again, look behind the initial shocking headline and think about it for a minute, how that person that you admire so much, how they run their tank. So again, do you want to start your first reef tank partially outfitted? And I don't think so. 
I mean, reality check. This, this, you know, idea is not something that you've probably never heard me talk about before. It's important to properly equip aquariums. Believe me, it's about making the right decisions to equip your reef tank. It's about not skimping on the essentials just because it'd be cool to run it that way. I'm notoriously gear challenged and I'm not the kind of reefer that has to have an electronic controller and monitor looking over every function of my tank or who needs every sort of reactor to do the job. A lot of the stuff I'm doing myself, I'm doing the testing, I'm adding, I'm observing. That's a different sort of extreme, by the way. Some people just love tech. I'm not that guy. I respect it. I love seeing what it does, but you won't find me shirking a siphon hose for an automatic water changing system. The time it you know saves, it's not that big a deal to me. It's part of the fun, in my opinion. It, part of the fun is actually being involved with your tank, getting your hands wet. Towels are a huge part of my life, whether it's reef, freshwater, saltwater, whatever. I have to have just enough gear to provide a supporting role to the expenditures of effort, which I'm willing to make, because the effort's just part of the hobby to me. Just as programming a controller is to somebody else, I guess. If you love gear, gear it up. If you hate gear, grab a siphon hose and make a lot of salt water. There's no right or wrong here, but it's just important to consider the realities of both camps and plant yourself where you feel comfortable. Likely somewhere in the middle, but possibly not. Just understand the trade-offs and the compensations that have to be made. It's part of life. It's part of reef keeping. It's part of aquarium keeping. I get asked these questions a lot, and it's kind of fun to sometimes talk about stuff like reef keeping. And I'm going to be starting a reef tank um, later in the year, but you know, I got a real bug up my ass about just wanting to play with some corals. And I'm going to earmark a home tank that I was going to use for a blackwater aquarium. I'm going to just do a simple, probably a soft water, a soft coral uh, aquarium with it, minimally equipped, but equipped properly for the animals that I'm keeping. Again, it's about making trade-offs. It's about thinking it through. Is it absolutely the best way to run something? No. Is it a bad way to run something? Not necessarily if you're willing to make those concessions to the requirements of the animals. It's really, really important to do that. Again, it's all about fun and having fun, setting yourself up for a, for a fun time and a good experience is half the battle there. Simple as that. So until next time, stay excited, stay motivated, stay creative, stay curious, and always stay wet. This is Scott Fellman. Thanks for spending part of your day with me, and I look forward to seeing you on the next, probably freshwater version of The Tint.